Welcome to the Painting Profits Podcast, where we interview successful painting business owners and industry leaders so who can help you scale your painting business to seven figures and beyond. I'm your host, Mike Williams with ClickWiz, digital marketing for painting contractors, and I'm here with our guest, Andrew Tomasetti. Uh, Andrew is with Paint. They're out of uh, Philadelphia, and um He's been one of our clients for a couple of years now, and it's been um, just a, a real uh, treat to be alongside of him because he was really, um, you're pretty new when we started uh, working with you. Your business was pretty new. Um, and so uh, the rapid growth that we've seen uh, in such a short amount of time uh, with your business has been uh, has been really fun to watch. So um, yeah, so uh, let's before we get into it, um, tell us your story and, uh, you know, tell us how you got into the painting business. What was uh, your path in life that uh, that led you to that? Yeah, well, first, Mike, thanks so much for having me. Uh, you know, I appreciate it. And it's you know been fun working with you as well. Um, you know, I definitely attribute uh, some of our early um, success, if you will, to all the hard work that you guys have done for us. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, um, a little bit about, uh, myself, you know, I've always been uh, an entrepreneur, right? Um, so growing up school was never really my thing. I had a lot of fun, um, in high school, wasn't the best students, um, but I can relate. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but I always found, you know, a way to you know, make money. I was always hustling, grinding. I think even, you know, when I was like in the third grade, I had a lemonade stand set up where, you know, we were selling trading cards or, you know, whatever kids do. Um, so fast forward, um, you know, not a great student. And it's, you know, hey, well, what's next after you graduate um, high school and I actually joined the Marine Corps. Um, that was the next step for me. I joined the reserve. So I went away. I did, um, you know, some entry level training and then I came back here to, um, Philly and going through all that training was really a wake up call for me. Um, it was the most difficult thing I ever have you know, done. And, uh, or at least, to that point in my life, it was the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I you know, came back and I was like, wow, if I can do that, I can do anything. Right. So I start going to school. Um, I went to Temple University. It's you know, a, a local school. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, what's the hardest thing I can I can study? Right. Because now I have all this like grit and ambition and, uh, you know, really a different mindset of from just a few years ago. Um, so I'm like, all right, let's, let's pick mechanical engineering. So turns out uh, um, uh, civil engineering, when things aren't moving, is just a little bit easier. So I ended up, um, you know, switching to that and, and graduating with that degree. Um, but during my time there, I think it was maybe my freshman year, uh, I got the bill for tuition. And I was like, whoa, this is really expensive. Uh, I need to figure out a way to pay for this, right? 
So I actually started a moving business. Um, and it, quite frankly, it wasn't, you know, that uh, legitimate of a business. It was, you know, me and some buddies moving stuff and it was great, you know, um, helped me pay for school. Um, and, you know, I managed to get out without any debts. Um, but so I, I started that business and, um, also, when I was in school, I was like, wow, I really miss the, the Marine Corps. Like, I think I want to do this more full time. So I go talk to a, um, they're called a OSO, and it's an officer selection officer. And he, he says, yeah, like you can be a pilot or you can do some sort of ground job. And my eyes light up. I'm like, wow, I can be a pilot. I thought you had to be like a Boy Scout and have a 2400 SAT and, you know, <laughs> just be this incredible person, which I certainly um, was not at the time. So I signed this, you know, flight contract and um, fast forward four years, getting ready to graduate, have this moving business um, and I'm waiting to commission, right? So I can go to flight school. And I, because I was just kind of waiting around, I had some more time on my hands and I uh, was looking around and I was like, oh, wow, like this moving thing is great, but the jobs only last for a day. I wonder, you know, maybe I could paint some rooms and those jobs will last a little bit longer. Right. So um, my painting company is born just as a side hustle. Uh, your, your classic uh, chuck in a truck, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm getting ready to commission and it turns out that, uh, my eyes, uh, were not good enough to be a pilot. Oh, so man. yeah, that didn't, Gotta didn't need work those. out. <laughs> yeah, they're important. <laughs> <laughs> they're also important in painting, but just not as much. <laughs> yeah. Right. Depends on who's cutting in. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so and was basically, you know, back and forth and did a bunch of crazy eye therapies for about two years. And then, um, you know, still swinging hammers, renovating kitchens, bathrooms, painting has, you know, your prototypical chuck in the truck because I thought I was going to be a pilot. Um, didn't work. Came back to Philly. And I was like, well, uh I think there's a tremendous opportunity in this industry. So we rebranded um, in, into paint, hired some painters, um, and started a more legitimate business. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, the, my, my son is actually looking to, uh, to be a pilot in the, uh, um, I think he wants to do Coast Guard. He wants to fly helicopters. So. Thankfully, he has good vision, but we'll see if he can do the whole college thing. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he's not such a great student either, but I think he'd be a great entrepreneur. So, yeah. Um, so anyway, back uh, back to you. The uh, what is your what's your current revenue? Um, this year will produce somewhere between one six and one seven. Okay, great. And um, let's see you. You started back in twenty twenty, right? Yes. All right, cool. So how long did it take you to get to that, that first, uh, you know, 1 million a year mark? Yeah. So our first year we did around 800, which was right during wow. COVID. And 
it was like honestly the best time to start a painting business. Yeah. Uh, like everybody was doing projects, um, you know, and you really couldn't have started during a better period in time. So I think I contribute that um, a lot to doing that our, our first year. Um, our second, and then our second year, we broke the million dollar mark and we did around one, two. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was crazy going into COVID, you know, this first, that first month, you know, everybody was freaking out. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. And then it turned out to be one of the best things <laughs> to happen for the, the contracting industry in general. Yeah. But, um, but uh, like all things, good things must come to an end. Right. But, right. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, the industry and the market is so large. I think yeah. that gave us like a great uh, starting off point and kind yeah. of a, a good launch. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there really is so much business and so much opportunity out there. You just need to go and, and get it. Yeah. 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 So what did, what, what were the things that you did in that first year to, to lay the groundwork, um, you know, get your name out there is, yeah, the, there was a lot of demand out there, but you still got to get your name out there and, uh, and do the marketing. So what was the first things that you did in that first year? Sure. So, uh, you know, of course we filed all the paperwork. Um, we had someone make a logo for us and then, uh, I think we also had to make a website and we were like, all right, we're in business <laughs> and no one called us. <laughs> yeah. yep. Um, so we started knocking doors. So yeah. it was, you know, Hey, I noticed you had some peeling paints. Uh, I'd like to give you a free estimate. Um, and at that time I didn't really know anything about anything. Uh, <laughs> so we were kind of, you know, floundering along um definitely got some leads from that but you know we never sold the paint job so they never really went anywhere Mm -hmm. um and then let's see we were doing some door-to-door and then we had this website and we i want to say we started running like google ads to it um but the website wasn't converting Mm-hmm. Uh, meaning it wasn't built into a click funnel. So even if people were going and landing on the site, uh, they wouldn't take action. Right. So mm-hmm. then um, I think, you know, I just got tired of knocking doors and said, Hey, you know, there has to be a better way. Um, and then we did a, some research, talked to a couple people and we found you. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was uh, um, that, yeah, that was back early 2021, or was it late 2020? I forget. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I, when you when you were doing the Google Ads, um, were you managing that yourself, or did you have another agency working for you? Yeah, I had I never ran Google Ads on my own. It was another agency. Okay. Um, and then uh, yeah, I think. It, at that time we didn't have a whole lot of money and we took out, so I took out a small loan um, because I was like, all right, we need these services. We need SEO. I was like, all right, well, Mike, here's my last uh, couple of thousand dollars. Let's see how it goes. And yeah, 
I even remember there were times like those first few months and when we first got started, uh, I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be like, oh man, am I going to be able to afford my mortgage this month? Uh, but it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I guess I'm glad you didn't tell me that at the time because that would have put a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> but yeah, we, uh, I mean, I, we always have a lot of pressure on our, with our clients anyway, you know, cause we, we always want to get that return as quick as we can for them. So, um, yeah, but and especially, um, you know, at, at that under, you know, million dollar mark, or if you're just starting or you're bootstrapping and don't have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to play with. Right. Like mm-hmm. yeah, there's, you know, every last penny really counts. Absolutely. So I can imagine you have a lot of pressure on you. Yeah. 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 So, um, what are your, your top lead sources now? Mm-hmm. So organic Google search is the top, uh, repeat on the front row is at the top. Let's see. Let me pull it up. Organic Google search, repeat, referral, and lawn signs are our top three. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So um, what uh, what percentage of your, your revenue do you reinvest in marketing? Yeah, we aim for around 10%. And you guys are doing quite a bit of social media too. Um, do you... Are you able to um, track how many leads come from that? Uh, sometimes that's hard, but uh, are you tracking that? Yeah. So um, I have a lot of crazy ideas. You know, I'm sure you get my emails. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Sunday afternoon when when normal people would not be working, you know. Yeah. Um, and that was an idea that I had this year. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's go all in on the social media thing. Um, which has put a lot of really great content out there. And quite frankly, we haven't seen a return from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that maybe once people are in your pipeline already, it's would be good to, uh, you know, start the pre-sales process. Um, mm-hmm. But it's from what I've seen, it takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, a lot of money to get it really dialed in um, and producing results. Um, so I think next year we're probably going to focus, um, you know, our efforts elsewhere. Okay. Um, well, to, to balance that out though, social media is one of those, those things that you often don't see an immediate or direct return on. Um, but it does help with um, your branding and it also has uh, a great effect on your SEO. So, you know, all of the activity on your social profiles does, does help that. So um, that could be part of the reason why um, your organic rankings, um, we were able to get top rankings so quickly for you was because you're very active on social media. Um, And so the, even though you're not, you know, seeing a direct lead from that source, it, it is, it is helping you. Um, do you, uh, at least track your engagement on your social media channels? Meaning views, clicks. Yeah. Views and clicks, comments, things like that. Shares. Yeah. Um, we do, we do a much 
better job tracking our lead sources. Sure. Um, and, you know, uh, tracking, you know, all of our, our revenues and everywhere everything is going. We don't do a great job tracking engagement on social media. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things that doesn't give you, uh, you know, like I said, it doesn't, you don't get direct leads from it, but, um, uh, yeah, I'd be curious. I'm going to have to pull up your, uh, social media channels and see how your engagement is. Cause, um, you know, I see a lot of really great content on your social media channel. Um, so anybody that's listening, um, I highly recommend you go check out, uh, their Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Andrew really posts a lot of great content on there. So if you need some ideas, check them out. Let's switch more into operations. You, you use subcontractors for your, your, uh, production, right? We do. Okay. You have no, uh, full-time painters that work for you. Correct. No. Uh, so what are some of the problems that you've solved, uh, using subs that, uh, that maybe you can help others avoid? Sure. So I think that whether you use subcontractors or W2s, you're going to run into the same issues. Um, all it is, is how you pay someone. That's been my experience. Even like when I was painting and I would hire people, right. And more of that W2, that W2 model, um, I would have the same issues. And I found that I even had more issues with W2 employees than, um, you know, a subcontractor, if you will. Um, and I think that is because your, your subcontractor, he's an owner and he feels responsibility and pride in the job because he also puts his name on it. Um, I also think it's humane, maybe the wrong word for it, but more humane, right? Because I can give Jamie a job. Um, he can work really hard. He can make great money. Um, and then he can do another one and another one and another one, and he can provide way more and, you know, at the end of the day, make more money and he has more opportunities, um, being a subcontractor than a W2. And with a, a sub, um, you only have, you know, one person that you're, you know, corresponding with, whereas with W2s, you have, um, you know, if you have one crew, that could be up to three people. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I find at the end of the day, as long as like you treat people right, um, it's the right fit for the job, then it works great. Yeah. And just like you would with a W-2, um, you know, probably in the first week of them painting for you, you're going to know if it's a good fit or not. Yeah. Same thing with the subcontractor. Um, and the ones that it's a, a good fit, they love working for us. Um, they stick around. We take care of them. They take care of us. Um, and the ones who aren't a good fit, it's uh, very evident. Um, you know, and then we just go our separate ways. Sure. Um, what's your process for finding and hiring good subs? Yeah, good question. 
So our process for finding and hiring um, good team members is that we like to start with referrals. Um, and there's a really good book. It's called Who? The A Method of Hiring. Um, and what uh, I forget the gentleman's name. Um, anyways, whatever his name is, um, what he recommends is, you know, before you go to any job boards or, um, you know, like online listings is to contact your current sphere. Right. Um, so a lot of our painters came from uh, referrals. So it could be referrals of other contractors that we know or people that we've met at the paint store um, or another great source for finding painters is asking our current painters. Yes. Okay. Um, do, do your subs, do they wear like branded t-shirts uh, or do you, do they just, um, how do you, how do you manage the, the, that with the, the customer that, um, that this crew is with your company? Yep. So they'll either wear our t-shirts or just like plain white Sherwin Williams t-shirts. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, do you ever plan on bringing any crews in house or are you going to stick with subs? Yeah. Um, in the short term, no, um, long term, maybe. All right. So if let's say we had to drop you off in a brand new city, having, uh, you know, starting a brand new painting company. Um, you know, you've had a lot of success with this one. Uh, what would you do differently if you had to start all over again? Yeah, everything, (laughs) (laughs) but you have to have a painting business. Don't, don't say, don't say I wouldn't do painting. (laughs) No, I would say I'd probably do everything differently. Um, you know, we've made, I probably made every mistake that you can, every mistake in the book I've made. Um, and it's just a a giant learning experience. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I would do a lot of things differently. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mistakes are part of the process though. Like, you know, some, some of those things uh, you, you just, you have to learn on your own. You, you know, you try to learn, and read and and learn from others as much as you can, but some mistakes you just got to make and, and learn from them, you know? Right. And that's the best way to learn. Um, you just have to, you know, you want to set yourself up for success, right? So you want to read and educate yourself and take as many courses as possible. Um, but you can only do that for so long until you actually have to execute. Um, and then if you make a mistake, you just adjust accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and the, the most important thing is to just keep going, you know, don't let those, those mistakes and hiccups, you know, stop your progress. You just gotta get right back on the horse. Right. Right. It's, um, the road less stupid, um, by Keith Cunningham. It's the dumb tax. I love that book. I just yeah. uh, I just finished that uh, about a month ago, and man, so many golden nuggets in that book. Like if yeah. uh, I wish I would have read it ten years ago. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> we've paid the dreaded dumb tax many many times, um, and it's pretty incredible that you can 
make all of these mistakes, you can pay such a high dumb tax. And at the end of the day, what is so great about the painting industry is that you can still uh, be profitable and, you know, make money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's, there's always room for growth. So what are your plans? Uh, speaking of growth, what are your plans for the company moving forward? Yeah. So our goal, we want to paint 10,000 homes by 2030. 10,000 by 2030. And uh, how far are you now? Let's see. That's a really good question. Let's do some. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough estimate. Yeah. Um, I would say. We need some Jeopardy music. Right. <laughs> Maybe 700 homes into that. Okay. All right. So you got a ways to go, but. Oh, we certainly have a ways to go. You can make it. All right. Well, um, I think that's all the questions I have for now. Uh, um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on the show with me here and uh, sharing some of your story. And um, like I said, it's been really neat to watch how quickly you've, you know, hit the ground running with this company and, um, um, just watching how dedicated you are to, you know, growth and tracking. And, um, uh, it's, so it, it's just, uh, it's just really neat to watch. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Mike.